All right. Welcome back to the 24 podcast. We are back with Mark and myself. How are you doing, Mark? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. good. And so great episode last week. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And so um, definitely a, a very good. <laughs> yeah, we could blame him or something. That's right. But yeah, so I mean, I definitely love the uh, recap that you guys did. So that was that was very good. And so kind of did a little bit of setup for season six, but, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, and so very good. Uh, you guys covered like the whole season and did some really good recap on that. So well, thank you. And so definitely very good. So it's nice being able to get uh, another person's perspective on, right. on these things as well, instead of just yours and mine. Yeah, it is. So it kind of throws a little extra, but uh <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, this week we're going to be getting started in the season six, mm-hmm. and so um, then the next couple of weeks we'll obviously be diving into it. But before we get into that, we had the Super Bowl, yes, episode uh, this last Sunday. Yeah, has a trailer so, on there. Yeah, and so definitely uh, um, a lot of opinions out there on the on the Twitter sphere. Let me, let me ask you, Josh. What what did you think? And then we'll get into what I thought. <laughs> Well, um, I, I of course know what uh, what your thoughts are on it, but uh, it, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting and hoping for. I was definitely mm-hmm. expecting something a little better. Um, for some reason, I was expecting something that would be more like two minutes or something like that, right. um, and kind of give a little bit more of a story mm-hmm. as opposed to just a quick little um, clip. And so, I mean, I think it was kind of cool what they did in that um in the effects that they had and all that but it didn't really tell a story and especially for those of us that have been trying to follow some of the uh new things that are coming out and seeing some of the pictures and things like that it seemed like it just kind of re-echoed the same things that we already heard right but i at the same time i can understand um what they're doing with that because then there's probably still millions of people that aren't really aware that 24 is coming back and this is their first news of it. And so and they did no details even. And so right. this kind of gives them uh, a little update. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I might be one of the only ones, although um, I had conversations with uh, a few folks last night, Joel being one of them. Um, and I think I think I'm actually even more extreme on this one than Joel is, which kind of surprises me a little bit. Um, <laughs> we also, I also uh, in on that conversation. Uh, Jack talked a little bit, not a ton, um, but mm-hmm. then also uh, Cody. Um, his Twitter is at Cody from Side Three. He uh, he and I were the ones that were really discussing it, and Joel quite a bit too. But so my first tweet after I saw it uh, was, "Got to be honest, if that was the 24 LED trailer, I'm a bit disappointed." Um, and you said that, you know, you expect a little bit more. Um, and then I responded with, I was a lot disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Cody's response, and, and, and this is valid. And then after I share this, I want to, I want to share my thoughts. I've had a chance to think about this over, overnight. Um, he said, what did you expect? Actual full length trailer. They've only been filming for a week. Okay. So here's my thought. First off, I understand why they did it. You know, Josh, you and I talked about this. 200 million people watched the Super Bowl. I get it. But to me. I think they set the bar high when when on all of the DVDs, they put their trailers. It's like a two-minute trailer, and it gives you what's going on. So the bar's been set high for, what, eight prequels of absolutely fantastic trailers that really give you something. Now, 
I know why they did. I, I get that, and I know that the. But to me, the news of Twenty Four coming back out has been out for what, like six months now. I mean, it, it's not uh, new yeah, news. Longer than that actually. You know, and so this is this is a video that I would have expected when they announced that it was coming back out. And and I know that there's a lot of people that really haven't paid attention, haven't heard it, and and I get that. And I'm not being Fox. I don't think that they should listen to me necessarily. I don't expect that they will. They probably will never know that I said this. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, for all the hype they made about this is going to be our first look 24, the new season and everything, I thought it was crap. Really? I mean, I'm sorry, you know? And, and I I got hounded on <laughs> Twitter last night by Cody for saying that. And even Joel was like, now, now, it wasn't that bad. Really, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I thought it was crap. I When you tell us that there's going to be a trailer and it's on the Super Bowl, which is already you expect for ads to be good and, you know, really, you know, entertain you. I mean, it was just a lot of random stuff. I mean, you had a, a car burning, you know, it looked like a couple explosions, you know, some random people run through the screen, and then you have Jack and Chloe walking, you know, Jack shooting, what, three shots. It wasn't bad, but like I said, I, I think it would have been something when they first tell us that 24 is coming back out again, not, not something when we've known about it for six months and we're discussing it. Now, that being said, I get that they just started filming and they really didn't have much to go on. I get that, but, you know, don't get our hopes up. That's all, man. So, yeah, I don't know, but be that as it may, you know, attack me and tell me I'm horrible, but that's just one twenty-four fans' opinion. Well, I do see your point though, because I mean, <laughs> you look at um, a normal TV show. I mean, they normally right. do it in about a week's time, maybe two mm-hmm. weeks. I mean, as far as my understanding, I could be way off since I'm not in the industry. But uh, some of the things right. I've seen in some of the um, reviews I've heard, I mean, basically, it's about a week. So they get the script, they start going through it, and then they actually start uh, start to uh, do it. And right. so, I mean, I, I would think that they could be able to come up with something a little bit better, a little bit more storyline, things like that. I mean, even with, uh, it was like, what, like a 48-second clip. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, even in 48 seconds, I mean, 24 could do a lot of stuff in 48 seconds. Right. Um, well, and, and, I mean, they could give it a little yeah. bit more of a story. But You know what, and I, I was just thinking this. That I would have been happier if they would have had just video of Jack Bauer standing there talking to the to the TV. If it was just you know like kind of like what they did with the first season where it's like you know um, you know my family's been kidnapped the president's life is in that kind of thing but he's like actually talking to us mm-hmm. you know and he's just like you know I I'm on the run and he basically does that I would have been more happy with that because it wouldn't have felt so random and you would have got kind of a background of where we were at with the show you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if you'd have been like you know um, Four years ago, I was a fugitive from my own country. Um, you know, since then, I've I've been hiding and and you know trying not to be caught and you know whatever else. And um, now I found out that that my one of my closest friends is working against the government and um, is also on the run and you know, whatever whatever they do. But to set up the story, you know what yeah. I mean? Because we we got no story. And if it was somebody's first opportunity, first time hearing that 24 was coming back, they probably loved it. I mean, because 24 is coming back, you're excited. But for anybody that even heard that it was coming back, you, you didn't get anything. You know what I mean? Right. So I would have I would have preferred that. And I think that would have been a fantastic thing for um, the Super Bowl would have been just, you know, Jack Bauer standing there talking to you, you know, and, and telling you what had been going on with his life. And, you know, and then ending with the, um, I think one of everybody's favorite lines, even though it came all the way in season one was, you know, this is, this is going to be the longest day of my life. You know, or the longest week of my life or, you know, whatever, because it's not going to be a day anymore. But, you know, something that in those lines would have, I think, been um, better. Sadly, Fox did not consult me before putting this together. So 
I don't know what they were thinking, but they they should have. <laughs> well, maybe this is an opportunity for them to come out with an official trailer now right. and be able to give. Um, actually, I think you mentioned two minutes, but I think they were actually more like like five to eight minutes on the DVDs. Yeah, but um, I mean, this could maybe they're going to come out with something. Oh, that, I'm sure that, they will. Maybe maybe like March or something like that. That's going to be something more like that. I hope they do. Um, that way yeah. they can be able to kind of set that story a little bit better for us. Well, and I th- I think you're right. I think within a month or so we'll start seeing some you know 30 minute ads on Fox advertising that it's coming back. You know, there actually was a few clips. Um, I saw it was an ad for like all the Fox shows, and there was a few clips of Jack on there. And I'm just like, oh, cool. You know, we're going to have – and maybe that was what kind of ticked me off too. But I guess it didn't tick me off. I was just disappointed. But, you know, I think you're right. I think within probably a month we'll probably have, you know, a full-length, you know, 30-minute to, to minute trailer that actually has some storyline behind it. And they'll probably put on YouTube a longer version of it, I would guess. And that's where we'll get a storyline of what's going on. You know, they'll, they'll have been filming for a month by then. Um, and, and we'll kind of kind of get an idea of what's going on there. But that being said – you know, even my wife, who's not really a 24 fan, hasn't really watched too much of it, as she watched that trailer, she did make the comment, wow, she looks like crap, talking about Chloe. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they did give you that sense of, well, Chloe's a little bit different than she was before, you know? Yeah. It's not, I mean, they, she's, she's not the, the, you know, straight-laced, you know, everything-by-the-book person that she used to be, probably, just judging by her general look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, granted, I mean, with what they did, I mean, they really did convey a lot. But again, it right. wasn't much new to anyone that's been kind of following. Right. And so, and so, I mean, in that, I mean, they did show the dark side of Chloe. Right. Um, and, I mean, you could see a little darker side of Jack, too, in there. Yeah. But, I mean, we've seen a progression of Jack kind of getting darker. <laughs> right. Um, and that, but, I mean, definitely Chloe, that was a, um, a bigger change uh, with her. And so, I mean, obviously, they, they started with a close-up of the British flag on the taxi or mm-hmm. or whatever that was and so right. and so kind of given that that information about it being in the uh in London right and so and then obviously things exploding and things like that so, I mean obviously some kind of terror attack going on in London and Jack is they're saving Chloe apparently right at least that's the, that, that's what it looks like in the in a thing so I mean they really conveyed a lot in a little bit amount of time you know they should have done should have had one of the people running through the screen it was somebody that looks fairly similar to Carl Bernard. <laughs> just to make I was, people on Twitter go nuts. <laughs> I was hoping that they would actually have something like that. But again, I was hoping that they would have a little bit more of a storyline kind of um, showing it. And so, I mean, even, I mean, like, uh, I mean, like, like during uh, just normal commercials as they promote the next episode right. coming out, I mean, it's like a 30 second commercial, or whatever. And they, they tell a story right. about what's coming up. I mean, I would almost have expected something similar right. to that, but. Well, and then, you know, or, anyway. or he, you have Jack yelling Tony. And then it turns out it's a totally different Tony, but it just makes everybody go crazy, including our own. So. <laughs> I, now that would be I, a feel twist. Like, I feel like I'm turning into David Fury here, but I think it would have been hilarious. <laughs> let's just read, mess read up. Into that what you will. Let's just, let's, just, let's just have a look-like contest. We'll find somebody that looks kind of like Carlos Bernard, and we'll have him run to the screen. And then we'll watch Tony. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should probably move on right. to the C6. Uh, for those of you that may not have seen uh, that teaser from the Super Bowl, uh, we'll have in the show notes. Yep, go watch. Let us know what you think. And so, I want to know what everybody um, thinks. Let me see. I think this is uh, episode 26. Or no, 20... I can't remember now. Episode 20-something. Yes. 
Okay. Well, go to the 24podcast.com. That's right. <laughs> and you'll, you'll be able to find it uh, when, whenever I do the post-editing on this. I'll, I'll throw the official link 27. in there. 27. Yep. Okay, that sounds that sounds right there. 26 was a recap with Joel and I. There you go. All right, so the 24podcast.com forward slash 027. And so you can be able to see that uh, clip, and then also there'll be a link to where you can be able to see the prequel to season six, which we already kind of uh, alluded to a little bit in a previous episode. And so uh, you can be able to see that if you haven't seen that yet. It's not the greatest quality of a video. And so um, I could you mentioned that before. There was like somebody videoing their TV screen. Right. Um, and so I, I went and I saw that. And, but uh, but it is uh, the best thing that's out there right. that we could be able to grab for, uh, for what we need. Agreed. And so, uh, so we'll have a link to that as well. So if you want to see that, and so basically what it is, it has, uh, it shows Jack in a Chinese camp, and he's being tortured. They're trying to get information. They're trying to find out who um, one of the secret U.S. operatives are um, that's operating in China. This spy mm-hmm. that's there, and so it's a it's a Chinese citizen or a Chinese immigrant or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's where they blend in with the Chinese. And so they're trying to get a name from Jack, and he's not talking. And so then the Chinese, I mean, when you find out that Chinese stage the whole right. thing, they have some American guy break out Jack. And as they're breaking him out, they come across, and, and they, they show this guy coming out from behind a rock. And they, they said, do you, rec- do you recognize this guy? And Jack, he still doesn't say a word, but he blinks right. in recognition. Mm-hmm. And that's when the rest of the Chinese jump out and, and Cheng says, okay, thank you, Jack, for giving right. us the information. And, and, of course, I mean, then Jack's just horrified over the fact that he fell for it. And so um, and so it just kind of sets the whole stage for um, for what Jack was going through in China. And so then we come to, uh, well, actually, um, in between season five and six, uh, it's 20 months that take place. And so for 20 months, Jack is in China. And as we find out as season six starts, um, he hasn't spoken a word mm-hmm. in right. that 20 months. And so apparently the last things he said was at the end of season five when he's asking for a phone call. And so and then he spits on Chang for not <laughs> for not letting him have that phone call. But um, but I mean, apparently that must have been his last words that he spoke and he didn't say anything for 20 months until he got back to the United States. So, and then we get, um, which actually on here it says that it's nine years and two months after day one. So it's kind of a timeline for uh, uh, right. where we're at all together. So, uh, you know, and, and when he sh- when he shows back up, that's, I, I, he wasn't working, but I think he's about as close as Jack's ever been. You know, it's yeah, very close. I mean, just the way he carries himself and the way he's looking around, you can just tell that. I mean, he has been through literally hell <laughs> for the last twenty months. Yeah, and actually, with the uh, the fact that he hasn't spoken in twenty months, right? Um, they 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 really do a good job at um at playing that up. And so during the first episode, I mean, he could barely whisper. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, even in the second episode, they can, they were able to continue that. I made sure to pay attention this time when I was watching it. And even in the second episode, he still doesn't real have, doesn't have real good strength in his voice. 
Um, but then as he goes, I mean, it starts to get more Jack um, in his voice there. But uh, but I mean, they really play that up, and it's something you can see that he's. Um, I mean, the very first the first half. I mean, basically the first episode. I mean, he's just as you can. He's not aggressive. He's not um, real strong or it doesn't look like he's real strong um it doesn't look like he's all there in his mind even mm-hmm. uh and so i mean at least that, that's the impression that i got but then we start to get toward the very end of the first uh, episode and then into the right. second episode i mean it's like he's right back into it right. um but then as he goes through the season uh he's just he's just struggling i mean he's mm-hmm. uh he's just not able to catch things that he used to catch and just the uh emotional aspect of everything just seems to be too much for him, right? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's kind of tough to watch. I mean, you you totally get it and you understand that you know he'd be in that position, but yeah, it's it's hard when he first gets there, and then you know there's a few times like when he's um um talking with wasn't it Al Sud? Is that his name? And uh, you know he's trying to get information out of uh, his guy that's working with him that was you know had basically led uh, Fayed to, or had, you mm-hmm. know had given them the information and. You know, Jack couldn't get the information out of him, and yeah, and I mean, Al Assad's like, "Oh, I'll get it out of him," and you know, tortures him basically. And Jack, the look on Jack's face is just like, I, you know, he'd said I, he doesn't know anything, and then he did, and you can tell that you know it affected Jack what he had gone through, um, you know, as to what he was able to do um, to get information from people, at least for a while. He, he kind of he comes back to it a little bit when he gets to his brother, but <laughs> at yeah. least for right then he had a tough time with it. Um, but it's a uh, yeah, it's it's tough, you know. And then, and then obviously he's, um, you know, right away thrown back into it that you know, basically, for whatever reason, and we find out later, you know, his family was probably behind that. But you know, Fayed had requested, you know, that you know Jack be killed basically, in return for giving this information to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so that's interesting. I mean, you can only imagine what Jack is feeling when he finds out that, you know, he was released only to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> and um you know of course we you know jack gets out of that and that's it's all well and good but it, you know it's interesting when before they turn him over to fayed the conversation he has with palmer wayne palmer who's now the president um and wayne basically is very apologetic you know because he has a lot of respect for jack which he didn't have the first time they had met you know what five seasons ago uh or four seasons ago right but you know you can tell just killing him that this is what has to happen and you know you have jack who basically says hey you know at least i'm dying for something basically is what he says right. he's very understanding um and it was very impressive actually um the way that he handled that which after being in a chinese prison for 20 months it might have been one of those well at least i'm dying for something here i, I was gonna die in china at some point anyway so right and he <laughs> mentioned he said it, it, it's even a relief i mean just to be right. done Right. Well, and you think, you know, you think of all the times throughout the first five seasons that, you know, there's probably three or four times where Jack just breaks, breaks down, you know, and, and he just can't handle it. You know, mm-hmm. all the things he's had to go through. So, you know, losing his family, losing his wife, um, you know, losing Kim and really, in effect, pretty much, um, you know, all the things he's gone through, you know, Tone died, uh, Michelle died, Palmer died. Um, you're right. I think it probably was you know, a relief. It's like, okay, I could be done, yeah. you know. And, yeah, um, I mean, at one point he made the statement that he, he said, I, I lost this, I lost that, I, I don't have a relationship with my daughter, I, I don't have that. He says, I I literally have nothing to lose. Right, 
Right. And so I can't, I can't remember if that was season five or season six now, but yeah. Yeah. It's, but I mean, totally see how I can feel that way. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's amazing to me. Um, the things that he ends up going through, uh, because of that. So, um, let's see what else we got going on. We have, uh, the introduction of Wayne Palmer's sister and David Palmer's sister, um, who right. we didn't know existed before the season. So that's exciting. Um, and she's obviously a lawyer and, uh, a, fairly good one it seems like um yeah, she knows her stuff she does, she does and then you have um the introduction of tom lennox who you absolutely hate for the first part and then you start to like again but he's just i mean he's kind of one of those guys where you're like he's gonna push his agenda no matter what and he'll go to any length to push his agenda which you learn later isn't exactly true but he'll go quite a ways yeah pretty close <laughs> you know he'll, he'll go as far as forcing karen hayes to resign which karen didn't i'm like karen why don't you just Tell Palmer what's going on. I mean, yeah. why don't you just say, hey, he's threatened me? Because, I mean, you know you know that Tom's going to deny it, but still, I mean, you tell Palmer. Palmer's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. He, he kind of gets, he, he picks up on things pretty quickly. And, you know, he, right, exactly. it was no, it was a secret that Karen and Tom didn't get along. And I, I think if Palmer was honest with himself, he would not be surprised that Tom had tried to blackmail her or had blackmailed her. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's that dynamic. Let's see. Who else yeah. new do we have? Yeah, we well, we've got a bunch of reunions yeah. that take place. Right. And so, I mean, of course, Jack is reu- reunited with everybody at CTU. Mm-hmm. Um but we have um we have uh Carlo or Car- No, no Carlos. Um I was gonna say Carl I was say Carl Rhoda, but uh Morris O'Brien. Yes. And so I, I was looking at this ah, acronym. Nice. But yeah, Morris O'Brien um and Chloe get back together and so in this one, their girlfriend, boyfriend, by the time we get to season seven, they get married right. again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they're back together. So there's a reunion that kind of takes place there. Um, we're reunited with Milo. I like Milo. Um, from season one. Oh, that's right. Huh? Yeah. So he was in season one as, uh, as whatever, one of the little computer that's, minion that's guys. That's weird that he came. I didn't even think about that. I knew that I'd seen him before, but it's like, yeah, so wow. so he was in season one, and then he moved around. Apparently, he was in Denver oh, okay. at, at some point, and then now he came back to CTU Los Angeles. Was charged pretty much, right? As, uh, it seemed like he was like just under the director, right? Um, as far as the office right. aspect, so it was probably, he was he was almost like the uh, almost like um, what Tony was, right? Yeah, kind of like what Tony was before he became. Um, it actually seems, and maybe this director. is something to discuss later, but it seems like the format of how CTU was governed had changed. Because initially you had, you know, two people that were pretty much co-directors. You had the field ops guy, you know, you had, or maybe Jack just seemed that way because he was always, you know, in charge and <laughs> did whatever he wanted anyways. But it almost seemed like you had like a, you know, a director of the operations there and then a director of field ops that were about the same. And then it seems in later episodes, it seemed like you had one director that was in charge and then you had like field ops guy below them. And, you know, like the, I guess the, for lack of better words, the technical director or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, I guess you could say intelligence director perhaps. But so I don't know. It seems, I just thought of that as we were talking. It almost seems like it changed a little bit as far as how that was set up. But maybe not. Maybe Jack, just when he was field ops director, just seemed like he was on the same level as the director because, well, that's Jack. <laughs> and he didn't take any crap from anybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, of course, when he was um, field ops I mean, it was Tony that was the CTU director. Right. So, I mean, they had a tight relationship. 
if you go yeah, back George that far. was there. Yeah, well, 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 he was in field house when George yeah. was um, in um, charge. So I mean, he kind of came back and right. kind of filled that Fair. role. But um, but yeah. So we have so, those. We also have uh, Jack being reunited with his family very briefly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, not Kim. no, not, not <laughs> so Kim we at get, all. <laughs> uh, no, and so we get uh, we, we get an introduction to his right. father, um, Philip Bauer, um, and then we uh, we've already talked about um, yeah. Graham. Um, which was uh, he, he was brought in in season five, but we didn't right. know who he was in season yeah, five. You didn't realize it was his brother. Yeah, and so um, so he has that reunited um, reunion or whatever with them as well. And I mean, obviously, uh, I mean it, it comes up as a very strange relationship because I mean, they haven't talked right. in nine years right. since Terry well, died. Well, and you learn a lot of information about the the Bauer family, I guess, dynamics very quickly. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. you realize at first when Jack finds out that. Because basically they trace back the 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 company or who supplied the nukes to Fayed to uh, Jack's dad's company, and you know, so Jack's like, okay, well, we need to talk to him. And he calls his brother and says, you know, where's dad? You know, Graham's like, oh, I don't know, brother. It's good to see you. And then he shows up at his house, and Graham pretends to be all excited to see him and gives him a hug and asks how he's doing. You can tell that Jack doesn't like his brother <laughs> very very quickly. That, yeah. And it almost it gives you the sense that you know Graham's kind of the Graham Graham sorry. <laughs> is kind of that little brother that's kind of weaselly a little bit and, you know, kind of manipulates his way into everything and Jack sees through it basically. Yeah. And, and, and of course by this time, Jack's starting to get his senses back as far as like, yeah, something's not right. right. Well, and and when he's interrogating, because he ends up interrogating him because he finds out that he lied to him. Um, and he's interrogating while his sister-in-law and his nephew are in the house. (laughs) And yeah, Right. Over the other room. So, anyways, they, well, I guess before all this happens, you know, they they go someplace and uh, they find out that Graham's the one in charge. So we think, um, because you know, Philip shows up and tells tells his guys not to kill Jack because it's his son, and then Graham basically turns on both of them and basically says, "I'm going to yeah. kill Jack." And then so they try to kill Jack and Philip. Well, they save them, which it turns out later to find out that that's not actually what happened. It was planned. Um, well, I was supposed to die, but Philip wasn't going to. Um, well, you know, we find out right. that. Anyways, they go back to his house, and you know, Jack basically, you know, starts sorting Graham, and Graham's actually a pretty good actor, but he admits at that point that uh, he was the one that gave the order for Palmer being assassinated. And I, I've got to yeah. tell you, you know, the look on Jack's face when he says that is—I mean, a part of Jack <laughs> died at that point. I mean, it was—I have never seen Jack look that way. It, I think it it killed him. Well, first off, I think it was okay. Now I know who who gave the order, so now I can kill him. Second off, it's like holy crap, it was my brother. <laughs> so yeah, because I mean, I mean, back in season five, before he went to China, he thought it ended with yeah, um, uh, yeah, Chris Logan. Henderson and yeah. um and Logan. He thought it start, it ended there, and so and so he thought he had that wrapped up, but then he started to say, wait a minute, it, it went right. a little farther. Well, and so and so yeah, and so uh, so Jack tortures him and comes very close to well, and, and he admits him. too that he was going to kill him until his dad was standing in the doorway and the only thing that stopped him yeah. was you know my poor poor father oh my how could I do this and then the great part about that is Jack leaves <laughs> and then Philip goes in to talk to his son supposedly and then kills him <laughs> because he doesn't want him yeah. talking basically and he knows he knows that Jack can get yeah. the information out of him is really what it comes down to he's like you're, right. you're pretty evil but you know Jack's tougher, basically, is what it comes down to. I think. 
and right. I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't trust you not to. And that's the first sense you get because up to the point, you know, Philip's done a good job of, you know, making it seem like he had no idea what Graham was doing. You know, oh, I'm right. just the, I'm the figurehead of the company and I had no idea what was going on and I'm so sorry that I let this happen, Jack, and this and that. And Then you find out that that's not exactly the case. Yeah. <laughs> that that he, uh, he was the one behind most of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have another reunion yep. that takes place and that's uh, the reunion between Curtis and Assad. Yes. And so, I mean, there's that, I mean, there's a lot of strain there. Um, I mean, kind of understandable. Yeah, it it takes us, what, like, it takes like three or four episodes before you find out why, though. Yeah, it does. You know, you just, at first, you just feel like maybe it's the the patriotic, you know, this guy's a terrorist, we've been chasing him for years, and, you know, he deserves to die. But then you find out, you know, very quickly when, um, you know, he he questions Jack a couple times when they have a deal, Mm -hmm. you know. It's just like, are you serious? We're going to let this guy walk? You know, do you know what he's done? And Jack's like, yeah, I, I know what he's done. And it gets to the point even that, you know, Jack calls Chloe and says, hey, you dig in the Curtis's background. You know, what, what's going <laughs> yeah, on here? something there. Something's <laughs> not right. You know, and, and Jack's been put in charge of this mission, yeah. basically. And so he's like, I got to know what's going on. So, you know, that's got to be, I think that scene, um, the culmination of that, I think, is one of the most poignant scenes, I think, in 24, I would yeah, say. Yeah, definitely um, You know, it. It's right up there, I would say, with Chappelle being executed um, and with Palmer being assassinated. It's and, and I can't believe I'd forgotten about it when we talked, you know, in one of the first episodes about our favorite moments or most shocking moments because, you know, you have Curtis who's like, hey, I'll take care of, I'll take care of Assad and walks out and basically shoots him up against the, the truck and basically says, look, you're, you're, I am not letting you get a deal. There's no way. And then Jack walks out and tells him to put the gun down. You know, you can tell that Curtis, I mean, this has been eating at him for years and years. And you know, he, he mentions to Assad that, you know, he, he names his, his Delta Force detachment and, you know, all the guys that he had killed that were Curtis's friends, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you can just, I feel bad because you can see in Curtis's face the pain. You know what I mean? I mean, he's carried with him for a long time. And I think it was when Assad finally shows up and they finally get him, he's like, okay, I can finally make this right. You know, I can make it right for all my all my troops that, you know. They were killed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can just see in his face that he's, he, I, I think he was prepared to die. I think he's prepared to go to prison for it. I don't know that he thought that Jack would actually do it. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I, I don't think that he would have thought that he would have got killed over it. But, yeah, like you said, right. like, he, he was ready to face prison if needed just so he could stop right. this. Yeah, basically event deaths of his, of his friends that, you know, Assad's men had killed. Right. And, uh, you know, when you... When Jack pulls the trigger, I mean, I don't know. I just you sit there and stunned for a second. You're like, did that really just happen? And Jack kind of has the same look on his face, like, did that really just happen? <laughs> and that's when you have Jack walking away and you know, in tears. And you know, that's when he tell Bill tells Bill basically, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I I can't. I'm no, I'm done. And you can totally understand because he's like, I just had to decide. You know, this guy who's yeah working with us now, but has been terrorist for 20 years, you know, killing Americans all the time. I chose his life over Curtis, who I've worked with, you know, what? He'd known him for, by this time, probably, what, almost three, three close years. to 10 years? Well, no, he wouldn't know Well, no, Curtis. it's been long enough. He's been in, like, he's been in, what, two or three seasons up to right? Yeah, I think it was season four he came in. So four and five, now six. I think it was 18 months between four and five and 20 months between five and six. So okay. probably about three, so five three years four almost. years, five, something right. like that. 
at least, you know, unless he knew him before that when he wasn't in the show. But, I mean, at least five years. I mean, this is a guy that he's fought next to. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was an integral part of seasons four and five. Yeah. And, you know, he, yeah, was... he killed him, you know, and, ah, oh, man. Yeah, definitely crazy. I cannot. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that was. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just sad. And, um, and, and actually, I mean, as soon as that, that happened, I mean, Jack, I mean, he, he broke down. I mean, he, right. he had to walk away, got to a tree. He just started. I mean, he just right. broke down and Bill called him. And and during that conversation, he, he says, uh, no, I'm, I'm done. I mean, tell the president I'm and done. I can't do him. it. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and hangs up on him. Yeah, he just hangs up on him. <laughs> and then um, and then actually then and like right right after that, just a couple minutes, maybe um, yeah. the the first nuke goes off. Right. And and Jack is sitting there, I mean, devastated over what happened with Curtis. And then he sees the nuke go off. And I mean that that just kinda goes back in the Jack mode. Well, not not right away. It took him a little bit. Um yeah. but, but I mean I mean right there it's like, man, I mean, just I mean, I had to shoot Curtis and the bomb still went off and and so he's like, Man, it was all for nothing right. and, and so I mean he's just uh freaking out and then and then it was just after that that um he got in contact with Bill again and found out that um, there's four more that are out there. And so Jack says, no, I'm back in. I, I mean, there's four more out there. We got to stop them. Right. And so, yeah, like you said, back in Jack mode. And so, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he, he jumps back in and starts, um, doing that. But whenever the first nuke went off, they had to have a programmer, um, there mm-hmm. to be able to put a device in there to be able to set them off. Well, in the blast, well, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, because that first one wasn't supposed to go off. I mean, it wasn't a set thing. Right. It was, you know, CTU had got there, and we're about ready to recover the nuke and the guy that was programming him. And at that point, you know, the guy set it off. Right, because instead and, of being uh, captured, he just set it right. off. So they lost the guy that can program it, and they lost the trigger that they needed. And so, um, yeah, you're right. So they're, they're looking for someone, and they CTU intercepts call saying, this guy's saying, hey, I found a guy who can do it, but you're going to have to, you know, basically convince him that he wants to do it. Right. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, who's this guy? You know, and you start figuring out, and they get a picture of him, I think, right? Yeah, that, they're, um, they're, this guy, yeah and they're having to decode it because it's all cryptid right. and scrambled and stuff. And so, and so Morris is working on trying to get this done because that's part of his responsibilities. And right. so right. so he's going through. At the same time, he gets a phone call saying that his brother was infected or got um was part of the attack and is in the hospital. Right. And so he's like, I got to go see my brother. Mm-hmm. And so, and so she, and so Chloe convinced him to say, Hey, we need to find who this is first. And so it, it's almost loaded. And then Morris says, okay, it, it'll be done here in just a minute. I'm going. And right. so he goes and he starts leaving. And then it's like, just as soon like as he leaves, two minutes you, away, yeah. the picture comes up and it shows Morris yeah. on there. And so they try to get a hold of Morris when he's out there and he's, um, he's out in the middle of the street driving and they get a hold of him, call his cell phone and they tell him, Hey, you're the one that they're looking for. He says, you need to get back here now so we can be able to protect you. And so, right. and he's about to go, but then someone comes and, uh, pulls up, um, who is that? Uh, Darren McCarthy, um, yes. comes up with his girlfriend or whoever that is. Mm-hmm. I, I could never really mm-hmm. figure out That's exact relationship, but, <laughs> but anyway, right. uh, so. Uh, so, so they pull up, kidnap Morris, uh, get him to Fayed, who tortures Morris. I mean, brutal. Uh, the things that they were doing to him. I mm-hmm. mean, it. 
They had like a drill and they're like drilling holes in his shoulder and, and I mean, we have to give beating Morris, him with a baseball bat. We have to give Morris a lot of credit. I mean, he right. went through yeah. a lot of stuff. I mean, he did give in, but he went through a lot of stuff before he did. And yeah. So, well, it, you know, and it's a, it's sad because for the rest, and we'll talk about this coming up in the next episode, I'm sure too, but you know, he feels, he feels like he failed. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, that's said over and over again when, you know, Milo, you know, defends Jack's sister-in-law and he's like, oh, you know, everybody go ahead and rub it in. Milo's a hero and I gave up the code and everything. Everybody's looking at him just like, Morris, we don't blame you. <laughs> No. We're good. We're good, man. <laughs> you know, it's just like we're good. We're cool. Yeah, baseball but bat to the him, head and drill in the back. I mean, uh, we right. kind of understand. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to him, yeah. he can't get over the fact that if, if millions of people die, it's his fault. Yeah. He feels like it's his fault. I mean, nobody's really gonna blame him, but I can see being that position. You're gonna feel like it's your fault. Yeah, probably the closest and... that anybody blames him is the statement that Jack makes initially when he gets to rescue him. And, and Jack says, you gave them something that actually worked. And so, right. but that, that's the closest, but I mean, just, I mean, just right well, there, Jack I, is just trying to process the fact that this is out there and it was someone that right. didn't have to, but of course, Morris didn't know he was going to get rescued. And, you know, I, th I think you could consider this possibly a little bit of a, I don't know, a character flaw, but Jack does this once in a while where he forgets that he's a trained field agent and other people aren't. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes, and I think it's in the heat of the moment. If, if you were to talk to him afterwards, I'm sure that he would understand and he's good with it and he's shown that he is. But in the heat of the moment, he expects everyone to act the way that he would have acted. Yeah. You know, and we know Jack. I mean, they could have, you know, made him into a, you know, like a, a noodle strainer with that drill in the hole and he still wouldn't have told them anything. Yeah. But, I mean, thinking about what he went through in China. Right. And so. Right. He, he probably had that happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But if you notice, I mean, he does do that sometimes where he'll he'll expect these people who are thrown in these impossible situations they're not trained for to act the way that he would act. But I I think if you were to follow it later on, he would probably say, OK, you know, you did everything you could kind of thing. Right. But yeah, it's it's true. He does. He doesn't ask more. Why would you have given them something that worked? You know, and Morris yeah. is probably like, well, because they were about to kill me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> and of course, right then we see. um um, as Jack is and the team are, are going in there to rescue him, the the terrorists, as they try to, um, or as the Fayed tries to escape, or he does escape, he goes ahead and arms one of the bombs because right. he has to create a diversion. And so he arms one of the bombs. And so Jack, through the help with Chloe, um, actually is able to disarm it. I mean, like within seconds. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Of being able to do it. And so, uh, and of course, I mean, that doesn't help Morris too much <laughs> in right. the thoughts or that, I mean, it, it came that close. Yeah. Um, but then also, um, we need to wrap up here soon, uh, yeah. but back in the White House, mm -hmm. um, we have Fayed, or not Fayed, but Assad that has signed an agreement um, with, the, with the government, and he was transported, he was flown back to Washington, D.C. to meet with the president, and... And at that time, um, Tom Lennox, obviously not in favor of this. And, um, and when all of Tom's efforts have failed to try to um, convince the president otherwise, he decides that he's going to put his resignation in. And when he puts his res resignation in, his assistant, um, who's that, Reed Pollock, yeah. comes to him and says, hey, um, 
Uh, let's just say that maybe There's something some happens to the president. That who might? Yeah. Yeah. Punk. And so, and, and so basically saying, hey, if uh, we have some people that are willing to do something to cause the president to no longer exist, right? And to help your agenda, then, Tom. That's what yeah. And then Tom. the vice president will come in, and he's on our side as far as the policy is concerned. Right. Now he's not involved in the whole scheme that's going on, but and so and so yeah, so Tom is approached with that and he's is contemplating what to do with that information. Right. And we'll uh, find out how that turns out next week. But uh, dun, dun, dun. You know, yeah, you reads a weasel basically. Yeah. Oh, he's a punk. <laughs> but anyways, that's a uh, first eight episodes season six we are getting dangerously close josh to uh 24 live another day as far as the podcast is concerned Woo! that's exciting i am for everything that i felt about the trailer at the super bowl i'm super excited still so <laughs> that was not changed yes. i did not decide not to watch it now don't worry <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if there's anything that can stop us i don't us. think so either i think although, jack getting killed although before we close it. before we close this though right? we do have to mention the one very negative thing about season six. What's that? The absence of Tony. Yes, there is an absence of Tony. Well, Tony's dead for all we know. So True, but still. Well the absence yeah. of Tony. Yeah. And so it, it and so but I I think I mean they, they were able to have some other great characters mm-hmm. that, that, that made it very good as well. And so bringing Wayne, I think was a very good compliment to kind right. of bring a little bit more of that um Palmer. Aspect back in. Good old day 24 back again. Yeah, so I think they actually did a good job at kind of reviving some of the mm-hmm. older 24 and still kind of mixing it in with a new direction. Right. And so, because um, I mean, bringing, I mean, Chloe, obviously still part of the older one, Wayne, um, with the association of Palmer back in the first couple episodes or uh, first couple seasons, and then Milo coming back. And so, right. a couple good connections from the first 24 if yes. you will and so so yeah definitely excited so um yeah we have season six and then seven and eight yep we're getting very close very close so about three months to go curious what everybody thinks of of season six too they should let us know yeah definitely go and uh again the show notes the 24 podcast.com forward slash zero two seven and uh, you can be able to leave your comments there. You can uh, give us your feedback also on Twitter. And so love to be able to have those conversations. Absolutely. And so definitely. All right. Well, I think that'll be it for this week. Uh, next week we'll continue and get the middle part of season six. And so looking forward to discussing that as well. And so, yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs>